I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You know the Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You know the Lord liveth. Blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. I will call upon the Lord. O thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me Oh. 
scripture reading this evening comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Please bow. Dear God, thank you for this day, and thank you for the wonderful weather we've been having today. Thank you for letting it warm up um, and show your beautiful creation. Thank you for letting us come here all tonight and worship your name and help us seniors as we go on um, to college and throughout our walks um, in life and in our spiritual life as well. Please up everyone, be uh, safe going home tonight, and bring them back uh, on Wednesday night to worship with you again. In your son's most holy name, amen. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be.
Here I stand before you as a senior. You are looking at me waiting for some inspired words to flow forth. Well, that's not going to happen. What I have to say is neither inspired or philosophical or some sort of epiphany. It is, however, directly from my heart. My mom, being a mom, was going through hundreds, no, make that thousands of pictures preparing for the senior slideshow for tonight and for one at school. During her walk down memory lane, I began to notice how much she and I were laughing at memories. It wasn't long before my dad got in on the laughter, too. It was during that time I knew exactly which song I wanted for the slideshow and what, did I want, and what I wanted to speak about. The song I chose is Life is Beautiful by the Afters. Listen to some of the words. Your eyes are a story, an ocean of memories, pictures of faces and places, and all of the things and all of the times that make us feel like we have it all. Living and dying, laughing or crying, if we have the whole world or have nothing, life is beautiful. A father's love, New Year's dreams, a laugh with friends, a soldier coming home from war, the faith, the hope of so much more, a brand new life, a mother's prayer, shooting stars, ocean air, the love and a kiss and hard goodbyes, fireworks, Christmas lights. These are the things that make us feel alive. These are the times that make us realize life is beautiful. What the song is trying to convey is a beautiful life is not about how much stuff you can accumulate or what title you have that goes with your name or even what you find yourself spending your spare time with. You see, having a beautiful life is all about building relationships and truly giving of yourself. Solomon, known to be the wisest man, wrote in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Our Lord in John fifteen eleven through 13 did not suggest, but rather commanded, Love one another the way I loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. Go back to my mom's pictures. I was seeing so many familiar faces in those pictures. Your faces. You, my church family. You have been with me since day one. You have watched me with a very careful eye to catch me when I fall. You have picked me up, dusted me off, and put me back on my feet when I did fall. You have been my cheerleader whenever I have won whenever I have lost. You have vaulted me into such a bright and promising future. Each and every one of you have touched my life and helped me become the man you see before you. So tonight, I want to thank you for making my life more beautiful. Now, there are individuals who have especially left their mark on me. Please allow me a few moments to publicly thank them. Mr. Pat Coleman, Joe Westmoreland, Steve Kofer, Steve McEwen, and C.T. Johnson. The five of you have undoubtedly the warmest, kindest, 
and most, contag- and most contagious smiles. Every time I come in this building, the five of you seek me out, give me a firm handshake, share a laugh, and genuinely find out how I am. You make my life beautiful every time you do that. Miss Carolyn Boss Lady Turnmeyer. You have absolutely no problem telling me what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and if I have done it wrong. I am very thankful for the opportunity you have given me in having a job. You have made my life beautiful by being a caring, very patient boss and instructor. Ms. Lola Margaret Hall, I am your angel. You challenged me to step outside my comfort zone and take a more active role in VBS. And please don't ever stop calling me your angel. I rather like it. You have made my life beautiful. Ms. Lisa Pardon, you came to my rescue by showing me an outlet for my creativity. You opened the door to different mediums for me to explore and helped me grow artistically. You made my life beautiful. Mr. Randy Owens, no, you're not here. You challenged me, you helped me, you listened to me. You were also one of my dad's best friends. I know you have saved my life a time or two by talking my dad out of killing me. (laughs) But seriously, you make my life beautiful by causing me to investigate the condition of my soul. I need Porter King to help me find the right words to describe how much the final three people mean to me. I'm 17, and these men are old enough to be my dad and grandfather, but to me, they are three of my best friends. Proverbs 27:17: as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I don't know how much sharpening I have done on these three men, but I cannot imagine my life without their influence. My guess is they don't even have an idea they're about to be mentioned. That's just the kind of caliber these men are. Mr. Tommy Hemphill, I remember whenever I wanted to grow up and be a firefighter just like you. I even had a plastic helmet that I would wear everywhere. I would bring into church my little rescue hero action figures, and I would play with them. The firefighter was named Billy Blazes, but I just called him Mr. Tommy. Then, whenever I went through a very low time in my life, he came to my rescue, not as a firefighter, but just as Mr. Tommy. You took me under your wing and helped me come out of it stronger than before. I still want to grow up and be like you with your tender and compassionate heart. You made and still continue to make my life beautiful. Mr. Jim Criswell, I did not really know you that well until I went on a mission trip with you. I had a connection with you after that week. I started to talk to you more and more, and now you really are one of the coolest men I know. You always have a story from your childhood ready to relate or to make me laugh. You genuinely care about me, and I feel it in my heart. You even call me, call me, not my dad, just to talk and catch up on life. Do you have any idea how wonderful and special that makes me feel? You make my life beautiful just by spending time listening and talking to me. Mr. Chuck Simpson, a.k.a. Charles or Chewy, you, my friend, are a giant, not only in stature, but also in gentleness. When I went on my first mission trip with you, I was a little nervous around you. Your booming voice, your stature, your sheer presence. But then I saw how you interacted with the kids, and I saw your gentle heart. I'm about to reveal your true identity. 
you are nothing more than a warm, fuzzy teddy bear of a man. Now that I have spent over two years working with you in the sound booth, I have grown to love you as a person and as a mentor. I hope one day I will be described as kind, gentle, and as loving as you are. You have made my life more beautiful through your gentleness and greatness. Galatians 6 2, the writer Paul reminds us to bear each other's burdens. Romans 12 15, he reminds us to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Our Lord puts it even more succinctly in Matthew 22, where he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm leaving you with two challenges tonight. We all have people who have made our lives more beautiful by simple acts of kindness. Those people probably do not know just how much they mean to you. Challenge number one is, tell those people how they have made your life beautiful and say thank you. Now that was the easy challenge. Challenge number two, examine your life. How are you doing on building relationships? Where is your focus? Is it on things, titles, and addresses? Are you truly giving, your, are you truly giving of yourself the way Christ described it, or is it more superficial? The way to find out this answer is by asking yourself, how have I made someone's life more beautiful? Your eyes are a story, an ocean of memories, pictures of faces and places, and all of the things and all of the times that make us feel like we have it all. Living and dying, laughing or crying, if we have the whole world or have nothing, life. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, oh so highly Exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created. All for love's sake became poor. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. And I'll never know how much it costs. See my sin 
upon that cross, and I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. When you pass through the water, I will be with you, and the waves, they will not overcome you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine, for I am the Lord your God. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I am the Lord. 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 When you pass through the fire, I will be with you. And the flames, they will not overcome you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine, for I am the Lord your God, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I am the Lord, I am the I am the Lord, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. Second scripture reading tonight will be taken from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given, was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immorality to light throughout the gospel.
Well, first I'd like to start by thanking you all for giving me the opportunity to speak. This afternoon, my mom asked me if I was going to speak about how I had the greatest mother in the world. So, sorry, Mom. <laughs> for me, tonight seemed like an opportunity to kind of issue a final statement before I went off to college. One final lesson or a last piece of advice. So, tonight, I simply wish for us to examine a few final statements recorded in the Bible. And I, I plan on issuing a little bit of historical context and a few comments, but I'm mainly going to let the Bible do the speaking for me. My first example is Joshua to the Israelites. Now, this is a very popular verse. A lot of you probably have it somewhere in your house. But Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15, and 23 says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me, sorry, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. My second example is David. Right before he dies, he says to Solomon, this is 1 Kings 2, verses 1 through 4. Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I, walk, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses that you may prosper in all that you do, and wherever you turn, that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he said concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. I really like this passage because of what David says at the beginning. He says to Solomon, I'm about to die. But before I die, I want you to be strong and to prove yourself a man. And then right after that, he says, follow God. He's saying it takes a man to follow God. He's saying that you have to have a backbone. You have to stand up for what you believe in. And then he says, and God will bless you if you do this. To me, that really speaks. My third example is Paul to the Corinthians. Now, Paul wrote a lot of letters, and he had a lot of conclusions, but my favorite is probably the conclusion of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14 say, Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. To me, this passage is so simple, but it's so beautiful at the same time. He says, be observant, or watch, then he says, cling to your faith. He wants you to hold on to what you believe in. And then along with that, he's saying, be brave and strong, which go with standing in your faith. And then he says, do everything you want to do in love. And that's regarding how we treat other people. So you need to have faith in God. So God first, people second. And that message is sent throughout all the Bible. 
Lastly, I, want to fo- I saved the best for last. I want to focus on Jesus. Now, I couldn't pick between two, so I first selected John 13, verses 31 through 35. Now, this is right before Jesus is betrayed. It says, So when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, John 13, verses 35, is probably my favorite verse in all the Bible because it connects to so many other verses and it just describes exactly what we need to do as Christians. For the world to know that we are Christians, they will know by our love. And this is the same thing Jesus says when he's tested by a religious official in Mark. He says, he asks, he's asked, what is the greatest command? And he says, the Shema, which is Deuteronomy 6, every Jew knew this. But it was, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says, on the second, and then he says right after it, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think this church does a great job of this. I think you are a very loving congregation, and I think we feel free because of that. Now, my final passage tonight, everyone in here can probably quote it, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, this may just be because myself and all of these seniors are going off to college, but this just really hit home with me when I was preparing for this lesson. We are about to go out into the world, and what do we need to do with it? We need to make disciples. And the way Jesus says it is even better. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So he's saying, I'm in control. Then he says, go, make disciples. And then he concludes it by saying, I am with you. I think we forget about that sometimes. God's in control. We need to be doing something for God, and he's going to be with us the whole time. Now, by way of concluding, I'd like to pause and take a time to be thankful. Thankful to this church family for all the opportunities and memories I've had. I remember going to Lads to Leaders and doing all of these things for that. I remember going to all these church camps. I remember our area-wide, and I've benefited so much from that. And I know that you all make it possible with your contributions and your support. And I really thank you for that. So to conclude, I would like to read Philippians 1, verse 3 through 11. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy and for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is for me to thank of you all, thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. 
you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I thank God upon every remembrance of you, and I will pray for you while I'm at college, as I'm sure you will pray for me. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the street, with strong in the street, with God supplies. Strong in the street, which God supplies through his beloved Son, that having all things done, and all your conflicts past, you may overcome through It's a special group of guys, as I'm sure you've known them a lot longer than I have, so I know I, I don't have to tell you that, and I also don't have to tell you that the girls are even better, uh, and you, you've gotten to see that for years. Uh, but this really is such a special group of kids, a uh, group of adults, young adults. Uh, moving away for the first time is a really strange thing. Uh, and most of y'all are going to, and if not now, you're going to over the next couple of years. And a lot of people out here can relate to it, and you can get this, that for me, when I moved away, I remember especially after moving to Georgia, there would be this time when I was coming home, and as you would round the corner, getting off of I-65, getting onto Saturn Parkway, and then passing Ripavilla, of all of a sudden, it goes from nothing really on the road, looking that familiar to home and all these emotions come rushing back and some are good most are good uh, some are bad uh, when, when you're away from home and you come back you can remember your mistakes sometimes uh, you can remember the ways that you struggled um, maybe who you used to be in not a positive way but also you remember who you used to be in all of those positive ways and as you go away and leave here and go in all different directions, what we want to make sure that you understand is that whether you've been here for 18 years uh, or been here for 18 months, that this is home. One, one of my favorite passages is Luke chapter 15 in the prodigal son. And in Luke 15, in this, at the end of the story, whenever he makes this decision to come back home, and while he's feeling awful and knows that it's just going to be, uh, it's going to end badly, uh, and he's just hoping for it to be something not terrible. As he comes around in that corner and starts to get familiar, and he sees home in the distance, that his family runs towards him. And what we want you to know as a church family is guys and girls and everybody in here, that no matter how far gone you ever get, uh, how far away you ever move, this should be a place that when you come home, 
when you come back that this is home. Uh, not just physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. I want you to know that no matter what you do, you can never uh, do enough to not be welcomed back with welcome arms and open arms uh, as your home. Uh, and one of my favorite passages is in Paul in Philippians 3 when Paul says, uh, forgetting the past and straining toward the future. And this is a passage that we can get confused on sometimes. Uh, we can get confused on because he says forgetting the past. And right now, especially, uh, some of you really want to do that. Some of you really want to move on. And some of you really want to hang on. Uh, if you've, got, you've got a great past. You've had a great present. And what Paul was relating here wasn't forgetting all the good things in his life. He was talking about forgetting the things that held him back. And you have an opportunity right now, and I know each and every one of you is going to do, and we have an opportunity to forget our past when it comes to the brokenness we had, when it comes to mistakes we made, when it comes to the person maybe that we weren't proud of, and to strain toward this image of pushing and pushing and pushing toward the goal of Christ Jesus. If you're here tonight, and we want to, as always, offer an invitation, an invitation that stays open, and we started doing this years and years and years ago, but to know that it's always open, uh, and to know that we always have a place to come to and to ask for prayers and people is what a church family is about to lean on through hard times. But especially right now, if we have anybody that has any specific needs or any large or small needs at all, how would you come as we stand and sing the song?